Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. Hey, everybody. You're listening to Take a Walk Podcast, and today we took a hike. <laughs> You're so winded. I'm so winded. I'm such a dick. <laughs> this is your host, Vanessa Gritton, and I'm ill-prepared. Chet, introduce yourself and where we're at. Hey, I I'm water. Chet Wild, <laughs> and I suggested we climb the Culver Stairs because I'm a dick. Why would I put somebody... In my mind, I'm like, I'll be funny if I try to kill her through a hike, <laughs> and then, like, halfway up, I'm like, oh, this is... <laughs> Funny. Halfway up, I'm just kind of like, I smell toast in my teeth. Yeah, you're having a stroke. <laughs> I climb these things. I do three sets twice a week, so I'm very accustomed to this. Um, I went on a couple of dates with a professional matchmaker, and before we went out, I'm like, enlighten me. What are the worst three dates you could suggest in LA? <laughs> and first one, she's like hiking, and in my mind, I was like, oh, we'll go on a hike. I'm like, nope. Okay, second one, she's like. Uh, my friend took somebody on a date to the Santa Monica Stairs and almost killed them. It's like, stairs and hiking are the same thing. So now <laughs> two of my favorite things are off the limits. And the third thing was like a prune juice cleanse or some bullshit. Number four, dates with Chet. Yeah. <laughs> Just dates with me in general are the worst. Um, well, what's funny enough is, uh, I have a date here tomorrow night. <laughs> So this is not giving me confidence going into this. Okay, well, in order to better prepare her than I was, let her know this is not a sex thing. Wear a sports bra. Yeah, wear a sports bra. It'll help with your center of gravity when you're trying to, like, heave your way upstairs. Be appropriately hydrated. Be appropriately hydrated. And don't have a breakfast. Breakfast! Don't have a breakfast. Yeah, you'll lose it. Of mangoes and chili powder. Oh, wow, that's a little spicy. It was what I had in the fridge, and I was just like, grab and go! I don't make the best choices before activity when it comes to food, though. I have twice made the mistake of milk before jogging. Yeah, that's not good. Milk's a good post-workout, like chocolate oh, it's milk especially. For that. It's great recovery, but not beforehand. Um, and I've made that mistake here because sometimes I'll go to the gym for weights, and then I'll come here for my cardio, and I'll do the chocolate milk in between, and then I'm like, oh, why did I do that? The weird thing is, I thought I was better prepared for this, because what I've been doing at the gym up until this recording was I'd pick up five to 10 pound weights and then I'd crank up the incline to 13 and kind of like stomp my way through. And I'm like, oh, this will be great for the stairs. The only thing is the treadmill doesn't simulate crawling up a staircase on your hands and knees. Well, that's... (laughs) Because I'm five two. (laughs) So we're, there are 282 stairs. Uh, We climbed probably 200 of them. Yay! We actually, we probably climbed less than that. But we climbed all the bigger ones because at the top yeah. there's a bunch of small bullshit ones that are only three inches. But like some of those stairs are 20 inches that you're climbing, you know. Um, and they're to call them stairs is misleading. It's like you're going to climb a, a, a rock. Uh, but this place has been, in, in terms of like LA hiking trails compared to others, this is newer. This has only been around for 10 years or so. Uh, Los Angeles purchased this land back in 2000 I believe 
um, and then closed this place down in 2006 and for three years turned it into this, which is it's a state park. It's the Baldwin Hills Scenic Overlook, uh, which contains the Culver City Stairs, which there are 282 of, uh, which is way more than those bullshit Santa Monica stairs that everyone else goes to. Like I was telling you on the, on the walk up, how a lot of people, you know, say Runyon or Griffith or even the Santa Monica Stairs, but no one, it's no one goes hiking running. here. It's no one mentions running. this. And the payoff so far is gorgeous. I mean, this is the prettiest podcast I've recorded so far. We're sitting in a beautiful little path encased by wildflowers and trees and bees. Yeah, and no one's bothering us because we're off the trail here. Uh, we could get attacked by a wolf at any point, but other than that... Are there that, wolves here? Um, I don't know. I just assume there are. There's probably coyotes here. Oh, I'm pretty much for the mo- I'm for the most part fine with coyotes unless it's more than one because then that means they're starving. Oh, so then they're gonna they're, well, jump yeah. on you like the lion. Well, there's thankfully there's two of us. If there's like six, that's when we'd have to worry. And it's very rare that would happen. Because I mentioned before, I haven't hiked for a very long time. When I used to hike, it's because I was like a junior park ranger in El Paso. Okay. And uh, one of the things I used to constantly have to tell tourists was if you see more than two coyotes it's because food is scarce now and they're hungry and they're desperate and they're willing to be a pack animal when they're not usually pack animals. And I ran into three coyotes when I was going on a hike in Orange County and it was just myself and it was the fastest sprint I've ever done in my entire life. <laughs> Did they chase you? They like they made the half effort, but I was at the top of a hill and they were at the bottom and I just continued, I turned around uphill and I feel like they just didn't want to make the uphill climb for me. Yeah, they're like, ah, not too <laughs> much exercise. Oh, uh, rabbit's more worth it. from nutrition. I just did the Culver City stairs. My buddy Nick was at uh, at Griffith, Griffith, right? Or is it Griffin? No, it's Griffith. Griffith. Um, there towards sunset, and he's just laying there with his girlfriend. All of a sudden, he feels like a real jab to his to his hand, like he's laying with his hands behind his back. He's like, "What the fuck?" And a coyote came and just like playfully bit him. Oh my god! Like it wasn't trying to attack him; it was just being playful and adjusted to humans. But bit right through his hand, and he had to go through all the tetanus shots and all that. <laughs> I was thinking a bee. Oh no! It was a coyote. I would rather get bit by a coyote than a scorpion. Scorpions terrify me. Black widows terrify me. The idea that like something so small could end my life. See, black widows creep me out. Scorpions, not so much, just because a lot of the ones in El Paso are just painful. Uh, and there's, when I lived in Guatemala for a little bit, there's so many that I just got used to them. Uh, coyotes fascinate me at this point, just because in Los Angeles, I've seen more coyotes than I have in the wild. Just out. Coyotes and raccoons, it's phenomenal. I've seen, I urban, saw. Urban, what, like urban uh, coyotes, isn't that something they're called? Yeah. Like, I just make up some horrible racial, I almost <laughs> said urban coons, I'm like, definitely can't say that. That <laughs> would come out. Urban, Way wrong. urban coyote just sounds like a guy in slack sneaking immigrants through. Uh, no, I found one outside of the comedy store once, like right outside of the comedy store, just a coyote trying to get a tight five in. And <laughs> I, I saw one outside of my apartment complex, and it was really funny because I had a friend from Bulgaria over, and we'd been making jokes about how he would have died in the old country versus now, and he said something just like, yeah, the old country would have been eaten by wolves. And as he was leaving, he texted me a photo and he was like, I'm about an old country die. And there was just two coyotes circling his car. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Wait, were they real coyotes? Like, real there's coyotes. a real picture. Just, there's a real picture of just coyotes circling his car. And I think it's just because it was like one of those really frigid Los Angeles nights and his car was still warm from having been in it. But it was perfect because we'd just been talking about him being eaten by wolves. 
Los Angeles is a great place to see nature where nature is not supposed to be. If you could be killed, if you had to be killed by an animal and you could choose the animal, which animal would you choose? Uh, it would either be licking a poisonous toad. Okay. Then I'd go out uh, tripping. Super high, yeah. Just super high. That's a great answer that I didn't think of. <laughs> It'd be like accidentally licking a super poisonous toad, so just go out, just tripping balls. Um, or like something super endangered, so I'm helping. So they're surviving. <laughs> yeah. They go on because you sacrificed yourself. So like something that that's that's like a hundred left in the world, but they had a meal and I was that meal, and that's why they still exist. I. <laughs> Damn it, those are way better answers than anything <laughs> I could have. I'm like, I'd like to fall off a giraffe. That'd be just a funny way to die. That'd be a really funny way to die. I got licked by a giraffe at a circus once. Oh, look at that. What? Oh, cool. It's like a large or a small lizard doing push-ups. Oh, it's a it's like a threatening movement. I was going to say it's a salamander, but it's way bigger than a salamander. Oh, no, it looks really scaly. It actually, there's a specific name for those little guys, and I can't remember it right now, but there used to be a bunch in El Paso. And most of them are actually female, uh, and they're kind of born already pregnant. And so many of them exist, and they're so easily killed, but so many of them are born quickly and at once that it doesn't matter. They're like a creature that's so dumb but so hardy they'll so never die. So I should die. have killed that is what you're saying. Just for funsies. And then 900 babies would have climbed out of its corpse. This that's podcast is getting real dark. a specific kind of wasp that does that. Yeah, there's a spider that does that too. There's this viral video I saw where I get, there's this giant spider and this guy like hits it with a shovel or something. And then just a thousand spiders come out from underneath. <laughs> like it was harboring all these baby uh, I spiders. I hate it. There's a wasp that lays eggs and caterpillars that way, where it'll, like, inject it, lays it with eggs. eggs and caterpillars? In caterpillars. Oh. Like, it's a specific kind of wasp that'll pick a big, fat caterpillar, and it'll lay eggs in it, and then the once the larva hatches, it eats the caterpillar from the inside out until they're old enough to explode out of it. That's badass. It's the most, one of the most badass things that exists in nature. That's one of the things I do miss about hiking is I would learn a lot about the little things on the trail to make it more interesting to me. Uh, like in El Paso, we have these things called Wacos and this place called Waco Tanks, where there's this kind of like, brine- do you remember those things called triops that were like a more badass sea monkey? No. They look like tiny horseshoe crabs and you can grow them in your bathroom. And you just pour the eggs into a tub and then they hatch. And it's because the eggs are a type of like well, you grow? Shrimp. Why do you grow them in your bathroom? Why won't you grow them in a tank? Well, you can put them in, like, a tank. I always grew them in my bathroom, and I said bathroom like that's what everybody does, not realizing. Yeah. <laughs> not like everybody what? keeps their pets in their bathroom. Did you, I mean, the way you said it, I assume you meant, like, in the bathtub or toilet. Was there a separate container? You have to put them in your tank. No, you could just put them anywhere. But I just the said bathroom, bathroom is where you limit them to. I'm a tired too. psychopath. Yeah, that's not a normal thing. I just want to <laughs> clarify. I have no friends that keep pets in their bathroom. Like, maybe a litter box in a bathroom, which to me is bullshit. Because that's where I'm going to the bathroom. That's my private area. Cat can get its own space, you know? No, I used to keep, like, fish or, like, anything that was in a tank there because I had the sink nearby. So I could be like, hey, quick water change. But, like, these are actually naturally found. And you can usually find them in caves. And in El Paso, they'd be dormant for, like, they could be dormant for, like, decades. Uh, And once it started raining, they'd all hatch again. And it was a really cool hike to see these little, like, life forms looking prehistoric in a puddle just because it rained for a little bit. Crazy. You just gave me the idea that if I was ever super loaded, though, I would want... This has to be a thing. 
like a shower where the three of the four walls are just an open aquarium and that's where my oh, shower is that'd be so cool. and then i'm showering like with sharks and shit swimming around me i love that with barracudas just because they'd keep me on my toes and i feel like it'd make me want to take a shorter shower they'd scare the fuck out of you they scare the fuck out of me you think they'd be judging your naked body oh absolutely i look i look delicious to a barracuda just because there's not a lot to get through it's it's a lot of protein <laughs> for very little effort. I am also terrified of wow. There's a lot of animals I'm terrified about that I forgot about, uh, or terrified of. Top three don't want to run into animals. Uh, I mean I think it's all in the ocean. Uh, barracudas for sure. What else is terrifying? I think I'm like deathly afraid of jellyfish. Is there something behind us? No, I just heard a noise. <laughs> I heard a noise and we're talking about scary animals, so I'm just twitchy. So, jellyfish. Yeah, I've never been stunned yeah. by a jellyfish, but it just seems terrifying to me. I've had many opportunities, too. Just because I used to spend my summers in Florida with my family. And whenever there's a red tide, there's just a lot of jellyfish on land. Do you know what a red tide is? No. Okay, so there's a specific kind of plankton that lives in the ocean. And if a lot of this kind of plankton dies... There's an enzyme in their body that turns the water around it red. Oh, so it okay. looks like blood. But yeah. it's also super poisonous to animals, and they all die and grows. And so when you show up to a red tide, the ocean just looks like straight up blood. And there's just a bunch of dead sea life on the shore because they it's all like washed the up there. the ocean gets its period. It's like the ocean gets its period, and there's just clots on shore. Except <laughs> instead of I clots. like that you're yes-handing this <laughs> awful Yes, analogy. and stingrays. And so when you show up, there's just like puffer fish and sea turtles and stingrays and sea snakes all over the shore. But because of this, there's also like a fuck ton of jellyfish that wash up because they're just light. And when they die, it's easy for them to wash up on shore. And they could still sting the fuck out of you when you're dead. Yeah, that's they're real assholes because they can still hurt you after they die. Like a parent that never gave you their love. <laughs> and left you nothing. Yes. Except it's that for final the sting barb. of... The touch of their tombstone. Okay, so we got jellyfish. We got barracuda. What else would I be terrified of? I think, like, water snakes in general. Snakes in general. I don't like snakes. I mean, that's very... I think a lot of people don't like snakes. I actually enjoy them. I read yesterday that a rat's teeth are sharp enough that it can bite through a toenail, which is terrifying. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Right? Isn't that an awful visual that makes you want to wear shoes at all times? Oh, my God. That makes me happy that the only time I've ever had mice, it's been, like, field mice. Yeah. Uh, although I have seen some pretty big rats in Burbank, all outside of diners, and I still go to those diners. Yeah, I try not to think about that because there are way too many rodents and cockroaches all over this city. I'll take rodents over roaches, though. I've been fortunate enough to never have, you know, a lot of people have like some horrific food story of like, oh, there's a, like, what's that viral story this last week? Somebody ordered uh, a salad from one of those food prep services, and there was a dead bat in their salad. <laughs> I've never had that. The worst I had was uh, when I was working at this college, I got a calzone at lunch, and I was eating it. I was, like, fork and knifing it. And uh, I took a bite. There's like this, like, I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel right. That's, like, rubbery, chewy. Oh, God, no. And then I, like, pulled the calzone away from my mouth, and there was an entire plastic glove baked okay, into better. my calzone. That's still But it's better. absurd. It's absurd. It's absurd that better. somebody was making a meal 
or take a handful of cheese and lost a glove and did not realize it and it was baked into my entire calzone then I took it back and they're like do you want a new calzone? I'm like, no, I don't want a new calzone. I just got a glove in one. Yeah, I'm not hungry. I want my money back. The worst. She was very confused by that. Oh, boy. I, I got a bra strap in my food at Hooters once, and they gave me a free refund and cake. Uh, I feel like that's, that's like winning. That's like the golden ticket at yeah. Hooters. If it was anything else, but it, because it's a bra strap. And, like, because I know how easily they come off, I wasn't even mad just because it was one of those, like, it's a clear one that you replace your regular strap with. And they're so it was really just flimsy. a strap, not a full bra. It was just a, just a strap, and it just popped off at some point, and she didn't notice. The worst case of, like, a thing in food I've ever heard was, do you know Riley Silverman? Yes. Okay, so she posted a photo the other day where she opened her cup of noodles, and somehow getting caught in the freeze-dried process was a giant spider. So well, you don't got, get cup of noodles. So she got a freeze-dried spider in her cup of noodles, and she sent that to Maruchan, and they were just kind of like, oh, what seems to be the issue? And she was like, there's a spider in my cup of noodles, and they didn't say anything back and still haven't to her having a giant freeze-dried spider. They just blocked her. What's, what's what really sucks for, like, being a company owner at any food thing? You could have 99.9999999% customer satisfaction, but if you have a massive thing, all it takes is one, one finger, thing, like, one freeze dried like spider. Like something that has is not reflective of your business at all. Just pure chance, coincidence, like things happen. But now with social media, if it goes viral, people just have that Peace. image. Like, I, I'm not going to eat a cup of noodle. I wasn't going to eat it anyways, but now I'm definitely not going to eat it. Well, and Korean, Korean instant ramen is the better ramen of the two. It's also high in sodium. That's why I stay oh, yeah. away from it. I'm trying to watch, trying to keep my blood pressure down because I'm a 90-year-old man, and that's what I care about. Oh, hey, How much sodium's in my food? Uh, for me, the, the only reason I care about how much sodium is in food is I've only now started experiencing the effects of it. So if I have too much salt in a day, and it really doesn't take that much for it to be too much salt for me, I get really, really dizzy, and I work in customer service, so it just puts me in, like, the biggest shit mood. Yeah. So I'm just like, no refunds until I have water. And now I'm thinking about it and thinking of my top three animals, and one of them is an animal, but it counts because it's alive. Uh, well, no, my number one is moose or meese. Really? I'm terrified of them. What? I'm horrified of mooses. Just because, did you read Hatchet as a kid? No. I'm thinking of it now as we're sitting like at the pretty brush of the field. So Hatchet was this, it was one of those like quintessential like first novels you read. Uh, like when you're in. Wait, was it about a guy that put his dog down? No, but that's That's where the Redford grows. That's where the Redford grows. Hatchet is what you read like in the, where the Redford grows age. Okay. Uh, and it's about a kid who survives a plane accident and he's stranded in the middle of like a Canadian forest and he survives an entire year by himself before he's found but there's a scene in which he's attacked by a moose for no goddamn reason other than just swimming in a lake and I looked it up and they're just territorial and mean and angry and stupid and they're so much bigger than we think they are that I'm just Oh they're massive. Do you know um do you know Jamie Lisso? No. He's a comic uh he lives, he writes down here, but he, his family lives in Alaska. And whenever he's up there, he posts videos of, like, just a moose will wander in his yard. It's uh, very normal up there. That's my nightmare. I'm what, terrified of Is them. it anything moose adjacent, meese adjacent, I guess? So, like, deer? No, no, my deer. 
Oh, I just saw a bird catch a bug out of the air, and that was amazing. Uh, I don't mind deer. Uh, I don't mind elk or antelope. Just, I actually horses scare me too. I can see that. Reason. I'm afraid of getting kicked by a horse. I grew up around a lot of farm animals. I grew up next to a cattle farm. Like, those were my neighbors, just a bunch of cows. See, I love cows. Love cows. Horrified when it comes to horses and If you've meat. seen them spook, though, and, like, seen them jump a fence before, it's terrifying. I didn't and, know like, cows can jump that high. Yep. And uh, uh, my dog scared the cows once, and one of them jumped over a fence, and the neighbor had to come over and, like, wrangle them up. <laughs> uh, but horses scare me. The idea of riding a horse, there's just so much I'm not in control of. I've ridden a horse a few times, and each time was one of the most terrifying moments in my life just because somebody else was in control, too. So even then, I was just kind of like, the hierarchy of power goes human, horse, me. Yeah, that's not good. Horse. And then your ass hurts afterwards, too. Yeah, for a while. And, like, also I've been bitten by one before just on the shoulder because it wanted my attention, and ever since then, I'm just like, they're all, they're did, all needy assholes. Did it bite hard? Not hard, but enough to, like, break a little bit of skin. But it was enough to where I was just like, oh, this thing's stronger than I thought because it could murk a carrot so easily. Did you see that video this week of that horse in Florida, of course, that gets in a fight with an alligator? No! Send it to me! There's there's uh, there's an alligator on like this golf course or whatever, and there's a couple horses off the side. I don't think it's a golf course. It just looked like a golf course. Um, or it might have been a crocodile. Um, Ignore my alarm for when I usually have to wake up. And then the, uh, yeah, I know, we're both up early. Comics <laughs> up at 10 a.m. Uh... And the horse just goes over and starts, like, kicking the shit out of it. And that tries to bite it, and the horse kicks it some more. Holy shit. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Now I want to watch it. Now, I I heard a lot of, like, oh, horse saves family stories. But even then, I just know too many stories of, like, people not being able to walk again because of getting kicked by one. Uh, monkeys. I'm terrified of monkeys. Uh, they're smart and angry. Just small monkeys or apes and gorillas All of them. as well? It started with that chimp eating that lady's face. Oh, yeah, the Oprah, whatever. Uh, Oprah did a story on it. Yeah, That's Oprah did a story because they, like, gave her a new face. Uh, and then it came to, like, full climax when around the same week I met a kid whose family paid for their house from a lawsuit from a zoo because a monkey bit his ear off as a kid uh, to getting scratched. Wait, the, the kid got his ear bitten off, so the family's like, let's take this money and buy ourselves a house. Yes. That's fucked up. I figured that means he gets cooler toys growing up because they don't have to pay for a house anymore. Uh, he no. had a fairly good upbringing. They need to put all of that money into a college fund so he can go get a great job and <laughs> fucking get women to look past his missing ear. If anything, uh, this was uh, in high, around high school when I met him. Uh, the missing ear didn't really detract from him because he played water polo. So he was just like a Greek god without an ear. So it, it, it worked for him. Did it affect hearing much? Not really, because it was mostly lobe that got bitten off. Okay. And like, did they replace it with a prosthetic at all? No, they just kind of nip closed it shut, so he just had like a half ear, sort of. Like, it just kind of looked like a like a bat ear. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like a tiny little nipped off shell of an ear. He had to have gotten teased relentlessly. I think that's why he did water polo, and he just grew up to be handsome, because he just had a bat ear. If... A monkey bit my ear off. I would want it to impair my hearing so I couldn't hear all the shit people talk about me the rest of my life. <laughs> so that I wouldn't have people throwing bananas at me. Yeah. I wonder if that ever What was his skin color? Because that could quickly become Oh, he was racist. white. Okay. Was then it's acceptable white. to throw bananas at him. You can always throw bananas at white people. Now, 
Uh, I also got scratched by one of those, like, organ grinder monkeys. Wow. How do you have all these animal biting stories? What? <laughs> what? And okay. what, at what point do you not learn to not get close to animals? Uh, do you know where the block of orange is? No. So it used to be this huge mall thing in Orange County that's now an outlet mall. But when it was first opened, it was, like, the place to be. And there's a lot of street performers there. And one dude had, like, one of those little, like, crank and organ dancing monkey acts. Okay. And those are real. I thought those were just in cartoons. Those are fucking real. And I thought it was awesome because I'd watched There's a real monkey cartoons. in a box. There's a, what was it in the box? Oh. Like, the guy played the music coming out of the box. Oh, crank the box. Like, you'd crank but the box. But it wasn't, like, a, like, one of those things where, like, a like a character pops out of the box on a string. Oh, yeah. Like, he had it on his shoulder and, and the then he set it down. And a banana at a white person. Yeah. No, if only. He set it down. And it for like if you handed it a dollar, it would like tip its hat at you, and if you gave it coins, it would like blow kisses. And I wanted to hand the monkey a quarter so that it would blow a kiss at me, but I didn't let go to the quarter fast enough for its liking. So its other hand came down and just scratched my palm to get me to let go to the quarter faster, and just horrified me. Every time you look behind me, I feel like I'm about to be attacked by an animal now because we're talking. Because we're talking about animal attacks, and but, we're just so sitting in the bit, field. You've been bit by a horse. You've been bit by a monkey. Bit by a monkey. You've been bit by many scorpions, presumably. I wasn't bit by a giraffe. I was licked by one, and, and by it was giraffe. part of an act. Okay. Because it was a circus act uh, in Guatemala where they'd put a carrot in different kids' mouths. And you heard that noise, right? Yeah, I actually did hear an animal that time. <laughs> Tune like in a, next week for two podcasters being eaten in a field. They've been weirded out, right? Did an animal not just go like... Yeah, I heard it made like a hee hee Nice. As I was talking about giraffes. Chet and I are going to I'm going to stand up. I'm not leaving. I just need other animals to know we are here because we've been sitting still. Make noises. Did you ever do that at a campground where you just start clapping? Just clapping? That'll keep the bear away. Well, I mean, it works for about lions. I don't trust any of your keeping animals away methods, given how many you've been bitten by. Well, I mean, it's worked for when I'm camping. And the other ones were like sideshow acts. So it was just going to happen because you can't trust a carny with a monkey horse. or And, like, the giraffe didn't bite me. It just got giraffe slime all over me, which is very viscous because they eat a lot of thorny things. Is it? An awful stereotype to just assume all carnies have sex with their animals. I thought that was just a given. Right? For real, though. That's got to be a high percentage. I've never met a carny that had it together. Every carny I've ever met looked like they were trying to run from something. But that's something you're born into, right? No one... No one comes up with a solid upbringing and says, I want to be a carny. Like, you're born into that, and you... It's all you know, right? I was bored into the circus. Uh, I was trying to do a Carney Bane thing. Uh, I don't know any... I knew one Carney, and he was the shittiest open mic I've ever come across. I knew one Carney in El Paso who used to be a... Uh, what's it called when you study lizards? It sounds dirty. Herpetologist. That sounds... Yeah, that sounds like you don't want to catch whatever He was have. a herpetologist that got divorced and became a Carney... And I kept looking at him like he was potentially my future. So that's why it took me... One of the reasons it took me so long to get divorced was I was like, oh my God, what if I become a carny? Like, what if carny is... That's what happens as soon as the papers sign your life. The second I sign those papers, I'm just a carny. No, I'm just a comic, which is like a carny, but with better clothing. Yeah. I, God, that if you, if you try to look at it objectively, like the average comic experience, not comics that are on TV every week, 
versus a carny life. Like a road comic versus a carny. There's not a lot. Other than, honestly, it might be the only job in the world where a road comic makes more. Because I feel like a carny just sleeps in the old Viking ships from that ride. I feel like a carny would be less lonely. Because well, you have your other carnies. Crew. They got their carny crew and they get to see the world. And they don't have to bring people. They see the world, but they see, at least the ones I'm thinking of, they see, like, shitty small towns that are all the same. And church parking lots. Yeah. Which, as a comic, I've only had to see two church parking lots, so. One of the rare standing ovations I've ever gotten from a stand-up set happened in a church. Same, actually. Did I say stand-up if you believe in Jesus? <laughs> everyone, everyone stood up. It was a... Uh... It was a charity show and in a Catholic church in Anaheim, and I wasn't expecting it to go that well. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to me. Catholic <laughs> church. I did my Catholic bits. I didn't think they'd like it, and they loved it. Same. I didn't think they'd like it at all. And the best part was, halfway through, I was like, oh, shit, half the people here speak Spanish. So I just switched to Spanish, and I think they just, they, they'd been booked with so many English comics throughout the night that it was, like, the first time that they had one that was in their language, so they were just thrilled. People have better understood the material. There had to have been some people that didn't speak English that were just politely nodding everything. There was a lot. They weren't, they weren't ever rude about it. Jackie, get up. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it goes further down the trail? I don't know where this, tra- like, we went off the beaten path here a little bit. This isn't a part of the official trail. But we can wander if you want. I don't know how you're doing on time. If you want to record it all in this one spot, if you want to find another spot, or if this is the recording. Uh, this is the recording, and I'm for the most part a colder spot because we get the cool birds in the background so people don't think we're doing this from a parking lot. That's good ambient sound. It's good ambient sound, and I just caught my breath. Yeah. <laughs> we're, what now, what way, what is your preferred approach down? Do you want to do stairs, or do you want to hike around? Do you have a preference? So, Have I given you PTSD with stairs and now you're just gonna be like, uh, never again. Let's try hiking around for a smidge once we go down. Okay. Uh, just because I'm afraid I'm going to fall down a bunch of stairs. We'll have to see where this trail goes. We might have to go down the first bunch and the rest we can definitely trail around. But we, this trail might take us uh, back down around. I, I haven't hiked this specific part of the hill. Was this your preferred method of exercise when you start, like... What, no, in Los Angeles? no exercise is my preferred method of exercise. Ah. Uh, no, I didn't hike my first. I've I've only gotten into hiking the last six months or so. Um, once I'm here, it's fine. But the idea of getting here is dreadful. Um, but on paper, it hits everything I need. I have vitamin D deficiencies, so I get a lot of sunlight compared to the gym. Um, you know, I had osteopenia, which I just, like, did test in reverse. So it's, like, a lot of bone density, you know, uh, bone strength, uh, jacks the heart rate, uh, you know, fresh air. Like, all the good things you want in exercise. Um, that was a shit answer that I just kind of drifted off. That was very common <laughs> sense. Uh, I, have a, I have a pretty regimented, uh, pretty strong gym regiment now where I like blocked everything out. It's no Jeff May workout, but it's working out for me. I mean 12 eggs and running until yeah. your dad I'm glad other you. people are aware of the 12 <laughs> eggs thing. That's Jeff. Uh, uh, we might do a, a food thing with the show. I'm like, Jeff, fucking 12 eggs. That's all he needs to know about food. I caught myself because I realized I was just about to spoil something. Uh, <laughs> so that's why that wasn't interesting. Um, I realize I'm a lot better at the gym and I'm a lot better 
with hiking too, if I just decide, if I have a written out plan so I'm not deciding in the middle of exercise, if you just go to the gym and you're like, oh, do what I feel like, you'll, as soon as you start to get tired, you'll be like, ah, fuck this, you know? But if you go in and say, I'm doing this many reps of this, this many reps of that, and this order, you remove all decision-making process, even what gets hard, it's a much more enjoyable experience. Does See, that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mostly prefer the gym just because I like to be in control of this situation. And when I'm hiking, there's so many, like, extra factors that go into it that my brain just goes into, like, you don't know what you're doing mode. Yeah. Uh, Do you fear getting lost, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Just because it's something that hap- has happened so many times that I don't trust myself. And I think that's why I've been apprehensive with most Los Angeles hikes. Because, uh, I mean, the Hollywood sign, that was an easy one. It's up and down. See, yeah, that's really the only hike in LA I've gotten lost to. <laughs> <laughs> I got really lost in Griffith Park, though, and I actually ruined a bunch of credit cards that way. Because I couldn't find a way down, because instead of taking an actual path, I literally took the back way that's not a path up to where I was just going through, like, old leaves filled with fucking spiders just because they'd been sitting there because nobody walks through there. yeah. And on my way down, I was just kind of like, oh, I'll just kind of like butt scoot down a steep hill and it'll cut my time in half. And instead, I just tumbled all the way down and my pockets filled with sand. And there was like a rock tumbler for credit cards. Lizard's back. Yeah, he's doing push-ups. I didn't mean to take away from your story. It's just fascinating. No, I saw you look at it. I wonder if I can... It's so big. Take a photo of it camera, and share yeah. the listeners. Don't go away. I was going to say viewers, but we don't actually have those. Why do you think more people pick... Griffith Park and Runyon Canyon over like some of these other interesting hikes like some of the ones in Burbank or Culver City Stairs well at least here I think Baldwin Hills is um, not very white <laughs> there it is I see but I mean yeah move. I want to see how close I am this might be the first podcast where silence isn't due to the hosts not being able to think of something to say, but they just really want to get a snapshot of a lizard. Although it's pretty damn cute. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, the little push-ups, I said that they seem bigger than they are. Although the ones in Florida are cool because their extra level of, like, I'm a macho lizard, is they have a red pouch in their neck that they inflate uh, while they do push-ups. Like show dominance and shit. To show dominance, and in this case, this lizard's like, fuck you guys, I'm not afraid of you push-ups. Unless you try to take a picture, then I will run away. Wait, what were we talking about? We are in the middle of something before that... We were talking about why people would pick other hikes, like oh, Bunyan, I or... think, well... And this kind of ties into the neighborhood that I, I live in. Uh, so I live in Lamert Park, uh, which is historically a black neighborhood. Mm. Um, it's still very much a, a black neighborhood. There's actually, like, a thing in the L.A. Times two or three weeks ago became this big thing because there's a run club in Lamert Park that meets on Saturdays and like the run club whoever took a selfie and posted it but it was like eight white people in the front and two black people in the back which is not representative of the neighborhood at all yeah and then um but it was it was funny in the LA Times this uh long time black resident lived in the neighborhood for 30 years uh was complaining about like like there's some valid points in the article but this person's like and running seems like a very white person activity. And I was like, I don't know. Look at look at athletes in the look Olympics. At every athlete and in the Olympics I'm ever. pretty sure white people are not dominating running. Maybe I, that's coming from a place of ignorance. But I, I I feel like if you look at track and field in the Olympics for the U.S., it is not a bunch of white dudes, right? Yeah, it's 
it's always stupid when people take something that's been done forever and they're just like, this is the new white people trend. And I'm just kind of like, mm, it's because you just started hearing about it. Now, maybe having a Saturday morning run club and posting selfies, that might be more of a white person But thing. running's free. It's been everyone's Yeah, I don't forever. think running is white people's thing. Also, so far, I like this area more because there's a fruit stand at the bottom that's probably going to be $4 as opposed to like an $8 bun to drink that's half the taste. It is $5, but it is a full thing. Oh, so um, and then there's a different fruit stand a couple blocks over that's $5, but it's five fifty. Sorry. Five fifty if you want like the actual plastic container. They charge you 50 cents more. Otherwise, they just throw it in a bag. I'll like, take it in a bag. Person. Yeah. Um, All my alarms that show normally when I wake up are a little embarrassing because it's like, uh, <laughs> I usually don't wake up until 1130. <laughs> ah, that's, I mean, you're a comic and I'm a comic and that's normal. I'm trying to get more disciplined about waking up early and also getting outside right away because if I stay inside, like if I hit snooze, obviously you stay in bed, but if I just stay inside, like the day starts so slow, but if I don't go on electronics, if I can get myself within 10 minutes of getting out of bed, if I can get outside and in sunlight... Like it, it, I feel better. Kick, yeah. It kickstarts my day. And that's why it's good that we did this uh, in the morning, too, because I feel like I'm going to have a more productive day. I'm going to start um, my day with some fruit. Because of this. I am going to go to the gym after this instead of hike these stairs. Like, initially, I'm like, ah, when we finish the podcast, I'll go two more sets on the stairs. I don't normally do midday, though. The sun is way too fucking much for me. Like, I get angry when the sun is on Oh, me. I get in the worst mood. And, like, and a lot I'm, of people I'm, don't I'm have that. Yeah. It, it's just, it infuriates me. Um, and it's a weird thing where I have light sensitivity, but also vitamin D deficiency. So I'm like fucked either way. Overcast you know? is the best for that. Yeah. Get that natural. Light. I really like the LA, uh, the, the version of LA we experienced like Christmas through January. It was Where the it best. was raining all the time, but rain Overcast in LA is different. Crisp. Yeah. That's different in Seattle where it's depressing. Here it was just like. It makes everything feel so brighter and refreshing. And that's why you look around now, these hills haven't seen this life in, in five, six years, you know? Now um, it's exploding it's, with flowers. exploded because of the, the rain. I'm actually going to take a quick snapshot as I ask the question, uh, why should people hike? Why hike Culver City? Oh, don't. This is my neighborhood. Get the <laughs> fuck out. I don't need this to be overpopulated. Um, well, I think... I've done Griffith, I've done, uh, you know, up to the Hollywood sign, I've done Runyon, uh, I've done, uh, was it, Temescal Canyon, whatever it is on the other side of Santa Monica where you get to see downtown LA. This has, this is the only spot you can see everything. If we went to the top, you would see downtown LA, you would see the Hollywood sign, you would see the oil fields behind us, uh, and you would see uh, the ocean in Santa Monica. So you get a true view of everything. And that's where, assuming she doesn't die on the way up, uh, <laughs> my date will be occurring tomorrow night. I have hiked with her before, though, so it's not. I'm not going in blind. Okay, that gives a little more confidence. We've, we've done Runyon. She's in, she's in uh, better shape than me, I would say. Uh, so I might have to you know, try not to look like an ass in front of her. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. And we're start getting in my head. You. Starting, what's that? Oh, we're oh. doing the end plugging <laughs> thing. This is why you should do the trail. Um, oh, just real quick about this part of town, too. Um, it's very... It's less LA-ish, if that makes sense. Like, it's... Oh, definitely. It's not uppity. Things are more grounded over here. You don't feel out of here. place, from what I can tell so far. 
yeah, it's just, and there's people of all all types and all all levels of fitness here too. Like, you go to Runyon and you're just like, holy shit, everyone is, is a model with a dog. And here you're like, there's people that are like my mom's age or my level yeah, of fitness. Yeah, and people like with kids that are like, holy shit, what are you doing here? You know, there's a bunch of little kids around here a lot. Um, I don't know. I just really like it. It feels more real. Yes, this is a, it's a good quick escape, and I like to meditate up top. It's real silent and look over the ocean. Ooh. Um, that's, that's the other thing, too. I get my heart rate up, and then I calm it down with meditation, and I repeat the process. Next week, I'm going to slap on a stro- sports bra and give this a shot. You should. L- let me know if you, you do. Um, I would be curious if I've influenced people to start coming here. Plugs, let's <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Uh, I went the whole podcast <laughs> without mentioning fastball. It's a record. Hashtag fastball chats. Use it on Twitter. Follow along. I was tweeting back and forth with the band Smash Mouth yesterday, but then a bunch of other people jumped in on it right away, and then Smash Mouth quickly thought I was doing a bit when I was sincerely trying to have a conversation people about People thought about that when I tried to do that with Toe the Wet Sprocket. Oh, do you like them? Yeah. Uh, they are uh, up in Ojai this summer. Oh, shit. I want to go. Right. They say not. What's the their biggest song? Uh, to Feel This Way, whatever that song is. across the ocean. Uh, I just forgot All the name. All I want is to feel That's this it. way. Is to look. All I want. Yeah, they're they're at the whatever amphitheater in Ojai. Have you been to Ojai before? No. Ojai is fucking phenomenal. And it's a great BoJack bit. Uh, I've not watched that show. People are like, you gotta watch that show. I know I need to. You watch BoJack. I'll reach the top of the stairs. Do it. All right, that's a good that's a good trade. We'll shake on that. Shake. <laughs> but yeah, see them in Ojai this summer. I have Colin Hay tickets to see him uh, him in Ojai. Uh, but yeah, follow me, Twitter, at ChatWild, Fastball Madness. They're going to play my living room if you've never heard me before. That's what's happening here. Yeah! And you said you'd kill yourself if anybody mentioned Fastball, fastball chats. chats, which is how this podcast came about. People tagged me in the Connect Pal comments and are like, Vanessa said she's going to kill herself if we mentioned Fastball. And I was like, <laughs> well, now I have to do this podcast. And then after this, I'm going to ask you how I can check Connect Pal comments. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You got to, Adam can hook you up with a login or you got to pay five bucks a month just like the rest of them Dope. that's why when people are like check comments too much it's like no I pay just like you I can talk whatever shit I want that's it I'm, I'm not good pay. at ending podcasts if you've never listened to the end of a podcast <laughs> with me and Adam that's my thing I never end it I don't want to I have abandonment issues so you will have to have a hard end on this I will you'll be like oh he'll eventually play along and let me get out of this no I will just keep talking so if you want to be to work on time you'll have to figure out how to get out of this conversation because I have no place to be the only thing I have a, I have a. Bye. <laughs>